Got an issue you just can't fix? On the fence about what direction you should take? Been wrestling with a situation that's out of control? Let's take it out of the too hard basket. Nina is on a family Christmas mailing list that is making her less than cheery. So let's see if we can help her out. And a very cheery welcome to two familiar and cherished Two Hard Basketeers, consultant, producer, and co-founder of Media Mentors, Denise Erickson, and writer and lawyer, Yanni Ajisalu. Welcome back to you both. Thank you, Beverly. Hi. Lovely to be here. It's Hi. Lo- lovely yeah, to speak to you again. So, uh, you know, I always like to take a very quick temperature check before we get into the meat of the dilemma. So for today, I want to know, uh, maybe Denise, you go first. Where do you stand on keeping in touch with the family of an ex-partner, yay or nay? Yay if there's kids involved, okay? Yay because it's important that there's continuity in their lives. I um, have contact with my ex's family and for the most part really enjoy it, but it wasn't a simple... Um, you know, simple decision to just go, yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. We had to work hard at it. Well, I'm glad that you are on board for this one. So I think you're going to be very helpful. Yanni, how about you? Yay or nay? Well, I don't have any children with anyone, but I have kept in touch with certain exes, but, and I've definitely found that to be of a benefit. But um, there's certainly a period of time where you need to sort of just, I uh, think, let things be, especially if things have ended badly, mm-hmm. um, which, the, which they have often, and it's been my, my fault often. But um, one of my better friends now is someone that I, I really didn't treat very well when I was young and stupid. But So, you know, I think the answer is it really depends on the situation. This is all very helpful context. Let's get to Nina's letter. Nina writes, every Christmas, my sister-in-law sends me a newsletter with a full rundown of what she and her husband, their children and their respective families have been doing for the whole year. This year's included photos of them at Wimbledon, volunteering at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, all the trips and holidays in the UK. Too many to mention. They have a full life. And to be honest, I'm jealous. My connection to this family in the UK is through my ex-husband. We divorced over 20 years ago. My ex-husband chooses to have no contact with our now adult child. And just a note, Nina describes their child as, quote, profoundly disabled. These are her words. Nina continues, it has been hard, it has been hard being a single mother and the caring role that was expected of me was has restricted what I can do in life. When we divorced, my ex's parents, more so his father, cut off all contact with me. I know that adding me to the newsletter is my sister's my sister-in-law's attempt to include me. How do I tell her that I'd rather a simple email asking about my family without offending her? There's so much to process there. Denise, what is crying out to you in Nina's letter? What are you noticing? Look, there's two things I notice. One of it is not really about the Christmas letter to be honest. It feels to me that's a, a, a cry of pain about a relationship that's gone yeah. sour. And I think that's the, that's the saddest thing. And it's sort of, and the Christmas letter is merely a vehicle for that. I mean, and I can imagine it's like something, someone coming along every Christmas and going, pick, pick, pick at a sore that you are trying to get healed. And particularly when it comes with wealth and opportunity, that for all sorts of reasons, most of us, including Nina, 
um, don't have. And so it's like getting your nose rubbed in something every yeah. year. Even if that's pleasant. No, not even if that's totally unintentional. Now, I reckon, yes. Nina, I think we need to give her some credit here because she's named a feeling that's very difficult to name and acknowledge, and that's jealousy. People are, that's a hard thing to own up that you feel jealous. It's breaking a taboo even. So, Nina, um, Yanni, should we give Nina a bit of credit for that uh, and actually naming that kind of ugly feeling of jealousy? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that's that's really the sign of emotional intelligence, which I'm really getting heavily on one side of this uh, dilemma and not so much on the other side. But um, yeah, like I, I just read the thing and I, I got the exact same vibe that, um, that Denise said, because you know, it's kind of hard to write to Life Matters and say, uh, to Hard Basket and say, oh, look, um, I've got a bit of a dilemma. Um, my, uh, my husband left me and, my, and our disabled son and that never talks to us and neither does our family, right? Because that's a hard thing to say. But I think uh, Denise is right that the, um, the email thing, I mean, look, we all get depersonalized emails in our inbox and kind of just like click past them. But um, I think in some ways, depersonalized ones are actually better than, you know, really personalized yeah. ones, which, which this is. And, yeah, so, I mean, I read between the lines on this one too. And, I mean, this is my quick read, right? And bear in mind that, you know, I am a lawyer, whatever that means. But, um, you know, it's like... Come on, Yanni, give it to us. What's your what quick read? What I read, read? was, Nina's <laughs> a single mother with a profoundly disabled son who she's sacrificed a lot of her hopes and dreams for. And she's described her as her now adult son, which I read as he's newly adult, so maybe in his early 20s. And then she tells us that her husband left them just over 20 years ago, right? And she hasn't given any details, so it's not fair to cast aspersions. But, you know, if you believe those two aren't related, I'm, I've got some malware. It sounds like there's a lot more than just a Christmas mm. newsletter going on, yes. is my take yeah. of everything. So let's jump to some conclusions for Nina then, because Nina's saying... Rather than getting the newsletter, she'd rather have a simple email asking about her family. That's her preference. It's quite interesting because what Nina is asking is for that personalized message. But it's a, a newsletter is a one-way street, really, and I think that's by design. Should she, Denise, should Nina bother asking an ex-sister-in-law to change up her communication style? Uh, look, no. First of all, I think there's a couple of things in here. With the letter, don't read it. It's going to make you happy, <laughs> unhappy every year, Bennett, right? Yeah. Don't read it. I get a Christmas letter from one of my most darling friends who apologises every time he sends it because he has a great life. But I've been part of that life during the year. So for me, it's a beautiful sort of, you know, recap on memories that have been created throughout the year. But I'm damned if I'd want to read it if it made me feel like Nina feels. So that's the first thing mm -hmm. I'd say. But if she wants to, and look, I think you're right, Beverly, to say that, to admit jealousy is huge. And God knows I feel jealous of people a lot. And you, you don't really like to front up for that. So full power to her. But I think if she wants to have a communication with her sister-in-law, it's actually not about asking her to change her way of communicating. It's actually about, I don't know whether Nina could find a way to communicate with her sister-in-law in a different way. Could she be writing emails to her? Her every so often, just chatting emails, talking about what she's been up to and asking how they all are or whatever, but taking the emphasis away. And you've got some power in this, I think, by 
by taking control of the communications and not leaving it with the sister-in-law. That's a, such an empowering solution, Denise, and I reckon that's great advice because she, Nina will be able to gauge uh, from the response of the ex-sister-in-law about whether it's a genuine desire to maintain yes. contact and, and, and keep up with the news or whether it's really kind of a set and forget. I've put you on my mailing list every year and that's all I want to think about you. Um, yeah. Yanni, I want to run a few suggestions from the Facebook page that have been collecting overnight. Belle says, just change your email address. Simple. Yanni, is it that simple to change your email address just to avoid a single Christmas newsletter? I think that's a bit convoluted. And also, as Denise said, and I completely agree with, I think this just goes a lot deeper than just the um, the email thing. So, you know, you can change your email address, but that's not going to change the underlying thing that I think is fueling this um, this dilemma, right? Because, I, I mean, I, it's not really about the Christmas email. Like She says it right at the end there. Because she says, how do I tell her I'd rather a simple email asking about my family, right? Which is not like the natural opposite of the um, of the email that she's getting. So she's what, she, I, what I hear her saying is, I want someone to show interest in me personally. Yes. So, you know, because I look at her and say, okay, well, she's looked after her son and she's kind of down here earning her wings, so to speak. And she's done another thing, which is expressed her simple human need for appreciation and acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading between the lines here. And I think that based, I think Nina is like, would probably like someone to take the time to tell her how valuable mm-hmm. the sacrifices that she's made are and how deep her heart is. And she might like some acknowledgement of the fact that everyone's got the option to flee from their responsibilities, but not everyone does. And in every single one of our lives, it's those people. Yeah, partic- partic- yeah, particularly from the child's other family. I mean, you want yeah. the other family to be involved in your child's life. And that must hurt. Right. That must really hurt. And that's so right. I think you're absolutely right that that's the cry in this for me. It's very mm. much around see me, see what I do, and respect yeah. me and my son. Mm, these and dilemmas always the, come back to something so fundamental and core about being seen and heard, doesn't it? And I think the thing, and I think the thing here is, it's like a proxy war in a way, like because I think the person she'd actually like to hear it from, which is probably the child's father, wouldn't does probably doesn't give her much of a second thought, right? And so, um, and I think that's really so. It's, I think that the relationship with the sister-in-law is not going to fix that. Um, and so I think, you know, Nina might really like it if a bunch of Radio National listeners jumped on the Facebook page <laughs> and gave her a bit of love. Yeah, um, Nina's getting lots she, of support. I just want to yeah, run something I- past you. You know, there's some people who are suggesting simple technological rules like a block and delete or inbox rule, send to trash so you never see it. Do you think that that is a, a good solution, just out of mind, out of sight? Denise, I... I- no. Yeah, I, I, You know what I think that is? I think it's a plaster over yeah. a big wound, okay? Yeah, and I mean, I suppose my suggestion that she just bends a letter is the same because it, it's a plaster over a wound. And for me, it's about it's about actually how you want to communicate with that family, if at all, and whether or not you need to. And if you decide that you need to communicate, then you've got to work out ways that it's going to work for you better than the Christmas list. So I think, sure, blocker, you know, trash the emails, whatever. But in the end, somehow or another, 
I think it's a shocker for Nina that she has to be able to come to terms with the relationship. Yes. I wonder if there's there's a lot of different motives being ascribed to this ex-sister-in-law's New Year new, uh, Christmas newsletter, whether it is simply a kind act of wanting to maintain some form of contact, ranging all the way to it's a performative brag. Uh, Yanni, within just a, you know, 30 seconds or 45 seconds that we have left, what do you think yep. about all these interpretations? It's hard to know, but like she said, the family's in the UK. I lived in the UK for 15 years, and um, I, I, I listen. It, it, she says UK, not um, a particular country, but I, I think they're English. That's my read of it. Okay. Having lived there for a while. Why are you vibing and that they're English? Just, just the family dynamics and the sort of repression and the indirect communication and a lot of that sort of All stuff. Right. So it does sound Scottish to me. Okay. And um, yeah, and I, it can be a humble brag. It can be like, look how great our life is, and you know, but. At the end of the day, I think, just quickly, I think that she should maybe not just trash it. I think uh, a direct email saying, listen, I, I'd rather not receive this for, for, for my own reasons or for, you know, she could enumerate the reasons is more fortifying than just kind of avoiding it. Okay. At least you get to say something out loud. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a good note from a lawyer. I appreciate both of your uh, wisdom today. Co-founder of Media Mentors, Denise Erickson, and writer and lawyer, Yanni Ajisalu. If you've got an issue you'd like to get aired, lifematters at abc.net.au is the email address. Put to hard basket in the subject line. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.